Good evening, everybody. Good day. Welcome to our night at the round table. My name is Omina, and I am doing the introductions followed by a meditation. And I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts, Angie Healer, Randy Miller. Our guests are Micah and, not our guests, but our, yeah, our weekly guests, Micah and Penny. And also, the Fraction Tree White Knights, Rama and Tara. So welcome all of you. We're going to have a lively discussion. I'm going to put out the numbers now, and then I'll do it again after the meditation. So the number is to call in, and please do call in on any concerns you might have, any questions you might have. It doesn't have to relate to what we're talking about, but we welcome your input. 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. So tonight I'm going to do the meditation on ascension, ascending. You know how we've all been told that, well, I don't know if all of us have been told or how we have been told, influence on how we feel about a lot of different things. So, this is about the soul's ascension back to where it came from. And eventually, hopefully, we will all become ascended masters. However, it's a long journey and it's not that easy. But we're going to talk a little about the people on the planet. And there's, there's well, maybe three kinds of people on the planet. Those who live in their minds and those who live in their emotions and those who live in both. Now, if you live your mind and emotions, you're pretty well balanced. Your everyday conditioning is based on frequently misunderstood role models you've experienced in this life. It causes you to create barriers for self-protection and self-preservation. This meditation will assist you in removing these barriers, awakening you to your true feelings, which will be your authentic self. And use it twice weekly or an indefinite time schedule whenever you feel the urge to ground yourself, sit down, figure out who you really are. Put yourself in your mind's eye in a beautiful surrounding right now to anybody that's listening to me. You can visualize a cozy room or you can be lying out in the park. If you can lie down on your back, do. If you can't sit up with your palms or your hands up, and just look at the life as you know it. Remember, the life as you know it, you created it. I know that may seem strange because we often think other people do it to us, but they don't. We do it to ourselves. That takes a level of awareness. Breathe deeply. In and out. Inhaling the beauty that you feel surrounds you. Exhaling the stress and the tension from your body. Just be willing to open all your chakras and visualize the white light flowing into each of them. You can also see the sun going through your body to cleanse and open up all your chakras. And just breathe deeply and totally relax your whole body. 
Acknowledge that your physical body is asleep right now. You may even hear, hear yourself breathing or snoring. Allow yourself to hear it. Allow your mind to flow and watch pictures of incidents from your life. As you, they will cross, they will run across your third eye chakra. And most of the incidents that run across your eye oftentimes have an emotion. Acknowledge the emotion and move it into your feelings. Let the emotion run through your entire body. And you can be aware of how your body may react to us. This can be any emotion that's trying to tell you something. And make sure that it's not a false emotion that your mind is creating. During this, make sure you allow your body to breathe in and out and relax your whole body as you do so. Become aware of your body's position. Tell yourself that you are now looking at feeling your spirit body that lies within the physical body. It will feel just as solemn as your physical body. might actually even make you feel heavier. Allow your mind to home in on your heart chakra. For you that don't, any of you that don't know what a heart chakra is, just focus on your heart. Let yourself visualize it as a tiny white rosebud. You can even smell it flowing up to your nostrils. Beautiful smell. Watch that bud begin to grow and open up until it's in full bloom. Acknowledge that your heart chakra is now fully dilated. Feel the true emotions that will arise. Allow them to arise. Be willing to know they are arising. Be willing to feel them. Think of the same things that have arisen from your mind earlier on and the emotions that came with it. Now allow your spiritual self to give you the real emotions. Do not try and guess it. Just wait until it rises. Visualize someone coming towards you and read out to this person and tell them how you really feel. Whatever that emotion is, it's okay. Allow, you, allow yourself to be comforted by that person until this emotional feeling is replaced with happiness and strength. Feel the bond that you have created with that person and know that they are always with you. Allow yourself to know the changes you have made in yourself by feeling them. And keep breathing deep, deeply, letting yourself accept the new you. Let yourself gently become aware of your heart chakra, allowing the rose that you thought earlier to go inside the chakra, disappearing inside your body. Close the chakra and seal it with love. Close all your chakras except your crown chakra. 
allowed this to remain slightly opened. To do this, visualize a halo around your head. Know that you are now permanently in touch with your higher self and whatever God you believe in. Gently bring yourself back to full waking consciousness and have a drink of water if you need to. Contemplate on doing this every time your battery needs recharging, so to speak. This is part of the beginning of awareness, of acknowledging of the being that you truly are, the spiritual being that you truly are, and on the journey that you are on the way back to God, on the way back to ascension. Remember you descended. Now the journey is about on the way back to ascension. Where you may decide to become an ascended master. In order to do that, this is a meditation you would do often with the willingness to let go of all your ego demands. Begin the process of becoming lighter and lighter and lighter. That's why angels can fly. They take themselves lightly. Thank you very much. And welcome back to the room. Okay, then. Shall we go around the table and get a little report from everybody and find out how everybody is doing? You all still awake there? How about that? Yes. <clears throat> We're here. Good. I thought for a minute there I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought maybe you all ascended. <laughs> yeah, with that, that was very powerful, Omina. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Omina. So, Omina, are you passing the talking stick to us now? Is that what you're doing? Well, I was going to check in with Randy and see if he wants me to continue this or if he wants to take over. I think he you, can, you, you can continue, but I'll give you a short report. Okay. What's happening all over the United States that they are not reporting? A lot of these companies that because of COVID, couldn't open their doors, they had to go and shift their whole company's things to being online, they have a huge problem. They don't have the stock in the warehouse that the internet websites claim to have. So let's say you order, I won't say any company names, and you go and you order something and it says, yeah, they have 25 in stock. So you send them the money, and they get their one week or two day or three day delivery, or whatever. And like one guy said, he said, I ordered the same part from three different companies. It's been four months. I've got nothing. Yet none of these companies want to refund me my money. He said, what's going on? He said, and I'm not the only one experiencing this. He says, I run a parts warehouse business. 
and I'm trying to find stock to put on my shelves so that I can serve my customers. Yet these bigger wholesalers can't serve us. He said there's going to be a huge problem with many different parts we need every day of our lives to repair things because no one's got stock because they stopped not only the transportation, but in some cases they stopped even companies making the parts because of their six-foot dumb rule. So the companies couldn't run the production lines. So what we have to do and we have to realize is that is this part and parcel of part of the end of the civilization so that all these newer technologies can come on board? Do we really need some of the things that we have? I just watched a test yesterday where they were testing bricks. Modern bricks used to build homes. And they were testing bricks from 1890. And the modern bricks, it took about 100 pounds to break them in half. The ones from 1890 took 300 pounds. Then they took a stone, a piece of cement stone from some fort in the 1700s, and the 18-ton press couldn't break it. They had to put it into a 60-ton press in order to break that block that some fort was made from. So what have we forgot about using building materials? Because remember, back then, there were no computers. There was no nothing. There was just you had what you had in front of you. You had your pail, some water, some things. You mixed it together. You had a form. What have we forgotten? Same thing. Look at some of the older homes in England and other places from the 17, 1800s. Buildings are still standing. They're still standing. I look at some of the churches with the pipe organs in them. They're acoustically perfect. They have to be in order to work. Where did we forget all that knowledge? What happened to us to forget that knowledge? So once we realize that there is something changing, and I'll let Rama talk about an old guy that died here the other day, and was it him, or was it his clone, or was it the fact that his essence and energy and evilness and whatever it was, don't care, no matter what you call it, he's gone. So how is that going to change things now for that? Because, you know, these certain individuals, they've caused chaos just from the beginning. If you have a chance, I suggest everyone go onto YouTube and listen to Mr. Kesha's talk from last night. Because in the question and answer period, someone asked him about his youth. And what he talked about is what kind of people he grew up with and grew up around. He said, remember, when I was in my 20s and I was a nuclear physicist, we were like a hot commodity. Everybody wanted to talk to us. He said, I lived, he said, I spent more time in ambassadors' homes and embassies. And to this day, 
when I walk in an embassy, no one ever questions why I'm there. They just open the door because they know I'm there for serious business. So I feel we're on the threshold of many, many changes that are going to be released really, really soon, regardless of how they try to stop the technology. It is going to come out. I pass the talking stick. Well, thank you, Randy. That was very informative. And I would also think very true. And that's why it's so much fun being on this round table because we all have information to offer to people. And of course, mine was on the meditation about ascending. I just have that and then I will pass the talking stick. Um, hope everybody had a blessed Thanksgiving and had some gratitude with attitudes, what to go along with it. And um, I found that my friend Joan was much better, getting much healthier, which I'm very happy about. And grateful that I could spend Thanksgiving with her. But if there's anybody out there in the listening audience, you want to know where you are on your soul growth? Just give us a call and we'll tell you so you can keep moving forward and figure out what's holding you back. And the number is 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And of course, that's not the only question you can ask. You can ask anything you want. There's enough that's here with lots of knowledge between all of us that I'm sure somebody can offer a hopeful answer. Because right now, that's what the world needs. It needs hope. It's going through such a quick, frantic energy change. It's scaring a lot of people. Don't be scared. You can ask to have it slowed down. You can ask to have your brain slowed down. If a lot of emotions come up, remember, emotions are motion. They go through you and they keep moving on. If you don't understand, just ask your body, what is this emotion trying to tell me? And just wait, you will get the answer. Absolutely. There's universal law, the universe can say no. You may not understand the answer, but you will after a while. So I will pass the talk and stick to Penny. You there, Petty? Yep, I'm here. Okay, yes. Good. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to pick up on your theme about hope, Omina, because um, that's what I thought would be a really good thing to share today. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, it's one of Aurora Ray's things about the true signs that you're a light worker on planet Earth. And for those of us who consider ourselves to be part of that entourage, and those of people or listening or whatever saying, duh, what's that? Um, I'll tell you. And um, I, we could use some encouragement. <laughs> I was actually going to ask to come on before Rama because <laughs> and I would use Rama's, Rama's words and uh, the, the notes for tonight as, um, as a, hmm, what do I want to say? <laughs> a little bit of medicine to make the something go down right now. But anyway, I don't think I need that, I think. A light worker is someone who feels called to help humanity 
and the planet evolve spiritually. Their core purpose is to raise consciousness and bring more light into the world. That's us. Light workers are highly intuitive and often have natural psychic or healing abilities. Mm-hmm. They have a strong sense of empathy and a desire to serve others. Um, many feel their life has a deeper meaning or purpose beyond material pursuits or self-gain. And the people who live with those kinds of thoughts are not perhaps long for this world. So here's the characteristics that we show either as a whole bunch or just as one or two of them, maybe. A strong desire to help others and make the world a better place. A strong connection to spirituality and inner guidance. She didn't say this, but I'm saying it, even when your family thinks you're crackers. Abundant compassion, compassion, empathy, and non-judgment. High intuition and psychic sensitivity. Sensitivity. My goodness, my worms are giving me problems tonight. <clears throat> and if you don't know where that saying came from, that's a two Ronnie skit. They never, through the whole skit, they never spoke about words. They spoke about worms, which turns the skit into something absolutely mind-blowing, hilarious, you know. So I've always liked that. Anyway, drawn to energy healing, coaching, counseling, or creative arts. Feeling a sense of purpose to advance human evolution. Hmm. And I think there we need to say, um, without sort of preaching to the choir or uh, not listening to other people's or ignoring other people's um, reactions in preference to hearing the sound of our own voice. Experiencing synchronicities and signs we are on the right path. That's a good one. The innate understanding of spiritual principles. Yes, we've learned them all in times past. And I've been reminded uh, again in talking to um, my webmaster and some of the folks that he knows about um, the I am um, books and all things of the other of that sort. He's using those to help move his friends along. And one of the other characteristics is the ability to see through the illusion of fear and the illusion of limitations. And so we do this in a number of ways. Um, we, are, we all seek to empower others and spread light through our gifts and talents. And those gifts and talents may include the following. Channeling and communicating with spirits, guides, and angels. Energy healing, like Reiki or Reiki, to balance the body's energy centers. Counseling, coaching, or teaching holistic principles. Creating inspirational art, music, dance, writing, etc., etc., etc. Meditating and holding a high vibration to uplift the collective. I used to wonder at one point, and I don't. Maybe um, uh, Omina and uh, Tara could uh, speak to this at some point. I used to wonder what the value was of having uh, paying nuns or priests to, to recite prayers for the departed, for 24 hours a day, on into infinity. But I can see now that maybe that did have, or that is part of the reason we are progressing the way we are. It took me a long time to learn about that, probably because I didn't think about it as, as much as I do now. 
Anyway, the other another thing that we're um, doing is being compassionate listeners and shining unconditional love. Oh, my goodness. This sounds really lofty. And some days <laughs> you, you end up saying, what? Lightworkers serve humanity by being beacons of light, shining through the fear and density to help transition to a more conscious, awakened world. They follow their inner calling to be of service and spread light in any way they can. And then she talks about the psychic abilities, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairvoyance, the ability to see visually beyond the physical realm, such as spirits, auras, or energetic patterns. Clairvoyance may receive metal, mental images or actual visions of guidance. And clear audi- clair audience has to do with hearing. Clairsentience is the ability to feel energy and emotions outside of your own. And I have a, a, a man that I know that I've known for a long time. When he walks down the street, he wears a hat with a very wide brim because he can feel all of what's going on around him. And he keeps, he says he keeps his eyes down on the sidewalk because he's trying not to get uh, embroiled in the energies of others that are walking past him. Uh, And he can especially see the darkness around people too. So I understand that now. Claire cognizance. This is one I, I didn't know how to name. But it's the ability to just know things intuitively without logical reasoning. Clear cognizance receive clear ideas, sudden insights, inner certainty, and an inner knowing of truth. And then there's psychometry, the ability to pick up impressions and information by touching things. And there's telepathy, which we know about, and channeling, which we know about in spades. In, in this group, because we've got Omina and we've got Caroline, we've got Rama, and, and then there's some of us, others of us that are working on this. So, the signs that you are a light worker on this planet include living with intention, leading with compassion, finding joy in helping others, and spreading positivity wherever you go. And we've talked about that in other times, you know, about smiling to people when you walk down the street and uh, whistling while you work and um, looking for license uh, numbers on license plates and passing through green lights all the time. We know about some of those things. The path of light work isn't always easy, but it is fulfilling beyond measure. Have courage. Your light makes a difference. Keep shining on. We love you dearly. We are here with you. We are your family of light. We are the Galactic Federation. Aho. So that's what I like to share because I think we all need to be reminded of the good reasons for why we're here. So I pass the talking stick, Omina. Well, thank you very much, Penny, because everything that you say, especially the descriptions about the different abilities to see, hear, feel, smell, Sometimes taste, knowing. Mm-hmm. That's the big one, just knowing. That's what you have too, isn't it, Omina? Yes, You've I do. talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, but I never put the, the term on it before because I've always had people ask me, how could you do that so quick? 
And I, I can never explain how I know something so quick. Or if somebody asks me a question that I know the answer without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I just figure it's my journey on the way to ascension. That's all. Mm-hmm. We all have to get there. Mm. We all have you, to, yeah, um, I want, can you tell me, is it psychometry or psych, psych, the, the ability to pick up impressions? How do you say that word? Psychometry? No, no. Uh, oh, that would be psychometry if you're using if you're using somebody's something belonging to somebody. Yeah, yeah. The other one is the is the uh, cognizance. Cognizance. Yeah, the clear cognizance. Oh yes, yes. That's getting the clear impression and knowing, knowing, knowing without a doubt. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. It may mm-hmm. not be true to the person at the time, but it will become truthful to them later on. Mm-hmm. You know, because they it's not in their fully conscious mind when you're talking to them, but they will, they'll know in a very short time. It's mm-hmm. kind of a way of bringing, as long as it's gentle. I mean, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to tell somebody something you might see that might scare them to death. Mm-hmm. That's learning to use discernment. Well, sometimes I have to say, and not very often that I'm totally conscious of, but every time, now and then, sometimes I'm involved in a conversation or what, and I just know the answer. It's not a consistent thing, though. It's not a consistent thing. Well, you can have it consistent if you want to develop more. The whole question around that is, what would be the end game to it? Mm. Is the end game that you want to use it to... To uh, I'm not I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the universal you. Is it the end game that you want to let people know you can do it, or is the end game that you want to give people hope? You want to help people. You want to clarify things for people. If you get that goal clear in your own mind, then the rest will follow. Mm. But you got to get all got to get all the the junky stuff out of the way. Mm. Wouldn't that be true? Wouldn't that be true for most of these psychic abilities? You know that if if you use them, if you misuse them, then um, there's danger ahead, right? Well, if misuse the energy, it's going to the end game is going to be different. But the truth is, there's an awful lot of psychics in training. There's an awful lot of channelers in training. There's an awful lot of people with different abilities. In training because they don't believe in themselves enough to allow it ah. to be real. In the whole world population, it's only 2%. They're actually authentic, gifted people. Hmm. There's a fortune being made on teaching people how to do it. Hmm. Okay. This okay. is really, this is really true. In my world, it is true because you can people have workshops all the time and telling you how to be a healer, how to be psychic, how to be whatever. The truth is, we're all healers because first of all, if we're going to be any good to anybody, we have to have ourselves healed, and we don't heal people. People heal themselves. We just show them the road to where they have to go to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a psychic or a healer going around saying that you really can 
heal you or any i i just that's not my philosophy i'm going to show you how to do it i'm not going to do the work i'm going to help somebody do the work mm. that's just my orientation because my orientation this is the way i came in i mean that's the only thing i can tell you i came in this way lucky to have one mentor but he never told me a darn thing to do he just told me to do it mhm well and it's it's also part of that idea of teaching people how to fish so they can fish for themselves right right mm. yeah you don't have the fish you don't have to hand them fish every day cuz they're still going to be hungry every day mhm but you have to teach them how to feed themselves you teach them how to heal themselves it's you know it's a big battle between the soul's ego and the personality ego that's a constant battle and the only thing i can say you ask yourself anybody listening you can't serve two masters at the same time so you pick one it's okay it's okay if it's your ego you're going to serve or if it's your higher self you're going to serve either one is okay because eventually you're not going anywhere until you get the soul work done that's just the way it is that's the way we're designed mm-hmm. that's why excuse me i got the heat comes that's why we're here mm-hmm. it's it's all fascinating to me it always fascinates me it always amazes me i think when i'm done being fascinated or amazed i probably would have left the world <laughs> yes yes and yes i'm not coming back no <laughs> i'm not going to comment on that one but i'm just thinking about if you ever stopped asking those kinds of questions you'd stop being interested in the world and you'd stop being well there's no more to do here you well, know, then the minute- i'd be then i'd be out of the world yes exactly because guaranteed yeah. as soon as i leave the world they'll just keep me as busy yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's not like i'm going to be except i won't be carrying the body around with me so it'll be a lot more freedom it'll be a lot more fun <laughs> hopping in and out i wonder if angels have red wings that's what i want to know red wings yeah to go with a red dress oh well, i have to do a visualize that well i just saw that and i just saw yeah. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean- i just saw you like delarice <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would be fun to have whatever color you want. Mhm. You know? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure it would be. That's how powerful we are. We can have whatever color we want. Oh, you know what be interesting about that? If you're going to visit people as an angel or an ascended master because they have great powers, then I would probably tune into their favorite color and appears that with their favorite color. Mhm. Now is that an idea? Well, instead of putting it in your hair. <laughs> well, I already have it in my hair, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, Except yeah. it's purple, it's not it's not red. Mhm. No. I don't look good in red hair. <laughs> no, that's it's a bit it's a bit harsh actually. But so it, if well, I see a pair of dancing shoes floating above my bed when I wake up in the middle of the night, is that hey, you? Listen to me, Randy, that's a past life thing you and I've had. <laughs> it's you've and done I can it tell once you, <laughs> I can tell you exactly where a couple of times. Go for it. Do you like Johann Strauss? 
don't remember at the time, but anyway, I for a while that, that's all I did listen to was classical music. Not now, well, though. There you go. Now, the father. I'm talking Johann Strauss, the father. Oh, okay. in Vienna. My yeah, dream. This is a great story. <laughs> it is a great story. My dream has always been to go to Vienna for their week during Christmas. They all, they had all the um, waltzes. I mean, I came into this world waltzing. I never learned how to do it, but I did it. So I've had a lifetime with you, Randy, in Johann Strauss's life in Vienna. Wow. I've had other lifetimes with him too, but that one has to do with the music. It has to do with the evening dresses. It has to do with the color red. So listen to more Johann Strauss. It'll heal you. It'll give you energy. It'll give you joy. You loved music then. Still do. You used to play the violin. Wow. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Wow. Yeah, you don't believe. Yeah, no, you did. You played the violin. You probably were in one of his orchestras. I just remember coming down this huge, big um, marble staircase, all dressed up. I had dark hair, little petite, probably about five foot four. And I was being introduced to whoever was down on the dance floor. I was being introduced. And I and it's, it, it just always felt so wonderful. And when I listen to the music, I am back there. Hmm. So easily. But then I remember a lot of my lifetimes. <laughs> but that's where I think the one with Randy and the red dress. And yes, if you find the shoes on the... I'm not lost. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just spreading that wonderful energy around. That's all. When we talk about hope, if people don't have any hope, pick something you love and look at it. See if you can feel it. I don't care if it's a flower, smell it. If it's a picture of when you were young and it was happy, do it. If you can't, be kind to someone, go out and find it. You'll always find somebody out there. Just smile at them and smile right back at you. There's lots of hope in the world. We just have to be open to it. Mm. We just have to focus on that rather than all the other dramas that we don't need to be involved in. Exactly. That's exact. And if you and if you see all that drama, just say God bless them. That's what I do. And and I have to say, and I am so grateful, I don't have drama in my life. I've had lots of tragedy in it, but I don't have any drama. I don't do you think perhaps, I'm sorry, Omina, do, do you think perhaps you don't have um, drama in your life because of your gratitude for all things in life? Definitely. Absolutely. That's, Thank you. That's, that, that's definitely, the more grateful you are, the more joy that's going to come into your life. Sometimes you have to be grateful when something doesn't work out because it wasn't meant to work out. And I could say, Micah, that that's true. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't have as big an experience to talk about, but um, as Omin is talking about, but I know that, that 
I've been saying thank you more and more and more lately. And it just seems that doors open and lights change. And at the right time, it's it's very cool. Synchronicities start to happen. Absolutely. It's very cool. They're the, they're the two most powerful words in the universe. Because the more fake it till you make it. If you don't believe in a thank you, try it. Because it brings out the good in you. It brings out the good in the person you're saying thank you to. Before you know it, they began to say, they began to thank you. If it's somebody that's in your life, that's close to you, it's the same if it's strangers. I would never not think of saying thank you to someone that opens the door for me. Mm -hmm. It's just not in my being. The least little things, it's amazing how it spreads it. It begins to have a domino effect. Now, if there's no hope in that, where is there hope? And be kind to ugly people. Whether they look ugly or being ugly, whatever. Just be kind to them. They'll remember that. And maybe, maybe, maybe it'll make them hungry enough to have some more of that. That they might even say thank you. So, on that note, I'll pass the talking stick. Are you done, Penny? I'm quite done. Uh, okay. Thank you very much for clearing up some of those, some of that terminology. That's that was helpful, very helpful. Thank you. Well, thank you. So we pass the talking stick to Micah. Are you ready, Micah? Thank you very much, Omina. Infinite gratitude to you. You're welcome. Um. That was some very profound teachings indeed. I always learn from you, Omina, and I'm so grateful for that. I learn from everyone on this round table and everyone in life too, uh, whether they're young and old or anywhere in between. I always just try to learn something no matter what. <clears throat> and so for that, I'm grateful. And um, I think you're, you're so right. Gratitude has got to be... Did you say the top two most powerful words in the universe? What was the other one, Omina? Well, the thank you are definitely, thank definitely you. very powerful words because that brings out gratitude. And gratitude to be, well, it's gratitude with an attitude for me. But if you have gratitude in your voice, in your face, in your heart, whatever, it's even thanking the birds for singing in your space. Uh -huh. You know, uh, that just changes the energy. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Omina. I, I'm just thinking about my last three years of my life on a mountain with nature all around and birds and trees and snow in the winter and sunshine in the summer and lakes. And it's just, I'm so grateful uh, for every little thing, even the little birds and the little chipmunks and chopping wood and carrying water and whatnot and anyways um so uh yeah um I, I would like to share a little bit um with most recent cash developments um but also share from my soul a little bit as well um i believe right now we are creating light between our hands we are in a transmutational process unlike anything ever seen before on our beautiful Mother Gaia. Try to reach the soul of the Creator, 
try to reach the soul of, of, of your own soul and gain confidence in self power within. <clears throat> there are too many, there, excuse me, there are many types of love, <clears throat> yet one, when one graduates, it is to love the creator, God, goddess, all that is, which surpasses all love. The purpose of a recent Keshe Foundation teaching was for us to return home, to become the light and create eternal life. The soul of the man must fall in love with the soul of the creator. This is the beginning of the next cycle of teachings. We need to love one another, and we also need to love another to confirm our own existence. And this is the same with the creator. Generate light with your hands. The creator of the creators has no end to life. Mix the light of the soul like a painter mixes colors and creates new creations. Light, the light gate to heaven, the maturity of our soul, be in service to creation, be in the light in creation, and be in love with creation. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Amina. Thank you very much, Micah. So I think we need to keep moving and doing what we do best, and that's going around the round table, which we did. So now we're going to invite Ram and Tar to give their reports of their week or who they're talking to or not talking to. So are you there, Ram and Tar? Greetings. There you are. Thank so, you, Alina. Thank you for leading the way here tonight. Yes. No, no problem. Yes, no problem. I will let you guys get us all up to date. <laughs> okay, I can uh, tell you some breaking news. <laughs> this is uh, as we've been talking about hope. Uh, this is the latest message from the His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Hope allows us to envision a better future, and it brings with it a positive energy, which is crucial for our motivation. With hope. We can have the courage to care and the courage to act. In any case, giving up is not an option. We have with respect to the climate crisis. And he's talking about the COP28 that's going on in Dubai and starting today, which is a very big deal. Because um, the the answers, my friend, are from the sun, and this is the breaking news that I have seen. Magna magnetometers around the world detected a geomagnetic sudden impulse at zero zero twenty one hours universal time. This marks the exact moment an incoming 
coronal mass ejection shock wave past our planet. The component of the interplanetary magnetic field is currently pointing south, and the solar wind speed is elevated around 450 kms. And this was an M9.8 class flare. As we go into the next stage, they're going to be X class flares. As this is what I'm being told by Mr. X as I talk to today by text and yesterday and the day before, all the folks are telling me there are ginormous solar flares, geomagnetic storms coming in. It's not to scare anyone or, you know, put people into shock, but like the higher beings are telling us that with these energies, things can get quite wild and you can feel dizzy, nauseous, ascension symptoms are off the charts. I mean, Mr. X to me today said the energies are as high as cosmic law will allow. What that means is that the force, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, creator source, it's at a maximum level, yet we're not going to explode like a balloon. But we are being raised up to the point where as we embrace the light and stay in the high frequencies like Aurora Ray is talking about, instead of the bitter bickering that's going on across the planet about who did what to whom. <laughs> and um, in spite of all the, um, I, I could just say in terms of uh, that one soul that kind of, went over the rainbow in the last 24 hours. Mr. Kissinger, that was a hologram. They finally put the hologram to bed or shut down the program. And uh, he's been dead for many, many, many years. And that's a whole nother story about the 13 families who are desperately hanging on and they they cannot hang on because the energies are so high. They have to embrace them or they go by the wayside, whatever you want to take that to mean. It's about the higher energies of love pouring in. And I could just say it's been a trying week for me. <laughs> along with the energies of everyone else. And um, as I talk to the animals, the deer, the crows, the other beings I meet, coyotes, foxes, the two-legged folks I kind of interact with throughout my day if I go into stores or businesses, but mostly I try to stay with the four-legged folks because 
It's the true energies. They don't get caught in the matrix or the Maya. And it's a big, big deal right now because they are pushing as hard as they can to keep us locked in the old timeline and it's gone. I mean, I've seen so many weird stories uh, talking about too many not not very happy events that the 13 families want to play out in terms of control and they have lost it completely this is why you're seeing the intensities go up exponentially the sun is a living being all the planets are living beings and we can interact with them, talk, and experience their energies. They're not just inanimate objects. This is um, something that we have to grasp in an instant because we are getting upgraded by the quantum field instantaneously all the time as you listen to the force the quantum field, whatever you see creator source as, it, it interacts with you. And right now, oh. it, it's at that moment here, like you said, Penny, we're being called. All the energies, you know, Aurora Ray explained it so well. All these Siddhas uh, is another word, the uh, Hindu word for our gifts, abilities. I call them the Jedi powers. Uh, it's how we interact with like the universe and everything. And right now we're being asked to step into our gifts and abilities to navigate the next stage of events and it is effing huge because it is about us stepping in here and helping others navigate these energies when they think they're having cardiac arrest and it's just the symptoms and the energies are that strong that you may think you're needing to go to the ER because your heart is doing weird stuff in other words, our thoughts could make it happen. Yeah. No. I mean, like I said to someone in an email, I, I mean, it takes seconds and I'm out of my body just like that. You know, I just can step out instantaneously. Well, you do it all the time. You, you spin the crystals. Yeah. And it's good to go up the mountain doing that. And you do it in an overcast day. And then... The ships show up. The ships show up, and then you beam yourself right up onto the the bay area. What do you call that? The um, landing bay. Landing bay. <laughs> there you go. Very yeah. good. <laughs> then you take the turbo lift to the bridge. <laughs> um, right now. Um, you're assigned on the bridge as the navigator of the bridge, right? Yes, I'm assigned to the navigation station on the New Jerusalem, but I serve with many other officers, and um, it's 
It's a big deal. So <laughs> your name up there is Lord Ari, right? Arianus. Arianus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what does that mean? That that name. I mean, uh, what's your mission? Um, my mission is um, the, navigating the the mothership through various areas of our galactic expanse. To put it simply. I also work at the, uh, or served at the tactical, uh, station as well. And the New Jerusalem never uses, uh, technologies that I could consider equal to like photon torpedoes or, uh, that kind of stuff, phasers. Uh, like in Star Trek, it's not to be used in offense, and it's you know very rarely used in defense, and it's kind of a mute subject because I can say, like Doctor Greer has talked about many times, as the Galactic Federation wanted to change the story. It would have already been yesterday, and we wouldn't be talking right now. That's how big this story is. They want us to be able to step up and do this in loving presence, like the Holy, Holy, uh, His Holiness Dalai Lama just said. Hope, as we can give each other simple hope to go forward it changes everything i see that every day interacting with the deer the crows the other people homeless people in the streets it's a challenge because the energies are so high people are a bit out of their minds and they don't know how to handle these energies and if you can just simply teach them how to get centered and do the pranayama breathing and stay in that now place, not go anywhere else. And it's a challenge. And um, I can say that this moment Right now, that we're in as we're watching and experiencing the fallout, so to speak, of the old world coming apart. I'm speaking about Gaza, Israel. This ancient, ancient story goes back to what I've been babbling about for years, <laughs> Enki and Enlil. And the original story, Mother's Wayward Children, not all of the Elohim fell. A few, and they decided to be controllers instead of teachers or way showers. And this started in the very beginning. Some of these beings, they're all immortal or eternal. They never die. They maybe want to change form, and after 10,000 years, they change form. 
It's just that simple. You rearrange molecules just like that. <laughs> and um, if you ever saw a movie, it was on the sci-fi channel, Valerian and the City of Planets. It is such an awesome movie because it shows the various psychedelic realms. They're not, it's not about taking any sort of substance. It's about working with the higher energies and your siddhas, your gifts and abilities. Cause not all the folks use vocal cords, sounds. They use the Solex Mall. Solex Mall is a universal, uh, it's from the universal tongue. And Solex Mall is the language of the universe of Nebadon, as I recall. And it is geometric symbols and the five uh, vowels, A-E-I-O-U, and when many of the beings talk to me, like the Sasquatch people, they sometimes make sounds like Chewbacca, but they mostly communicate with telepathy. And I clearly see these different shapes and symbols, and they are based on the platonic solids that Plato taught us. And they go into far complex uh, shapes, like the Merkaba vehicle, which we can take this and turn it into a Merkaba vehicle, and we go across the universe in the speed of light, speed of thought. It is that quick. That's how interstellar civilizations interact with each other it is even beyond war field technology and this is you know gene roddenberry with star trek he was kind of moving along in the right direction there was this one character in one of the episodes he was called um um the traveler and Wesley Crusher met him, and he could travel between various time, space, realities, and dimensions. And he can, could create warp fields with his consciousness to be able to actually move the starship across space and time our beloved Tegan is kind of going through it so plays a vampire and she's howling in the background just pretend she's singing yes <laughs> um, I'm just you know what I'm saying right here the um, the forces of light our higher selves are giving us all the tools we need to change this paradox that we seem to be looking at. And it's simply rearranging our thought forms with the molecules, electrons, protons, and things get fixed. It's that easy. 
And it might sound ridiculous and off the wall, but it's true. Mr. Cash is doing it. And the way he knows how to share the wisdom through his form of wisdom. And these are the basic laws of the universe. And um, and what I could say about the King of Swords is I don't answer to him. I answer to Lord Ashtar. I'm in service like we all are in service to the whole. He is just someone I work with in communication, so to speak. And he is also... uh, He has a mission, too. He has a mission, too, working with Admirals and Nandi Kumora. And this is a big deal because it involves St. Germain. And the whole of Congress, which is a whole nother story. Bernie Sanders knows about this. Miss AOC, Elizabeth Warren, yet they are bound and gagged by the uh, so-called oath they have. And that's about relinquishing that oath and serving the higher wisdom. And that is about... uh, you know, spilling the beans on the gag order, they all signed in Congress to the point of death. It's a very big deal that doesn't get discussed ever. So why were they threatened with death? Because of the fact that there are so many intergalactic beings here and our ABC agencies, the five eyes, they call them in the mainstream news, know about our friends and family, and they want to keep this to the point where they want to slowly out disclosure like a trickle. Mr. David Grusich is pushing this forward. They have so many hundreds of bodies of RET family stored somewhere in the facilities around this planet and experiences of folks to this day they sign gag orders to the point of death. You won't talk about this or you won't come home for dinner. It's that serious. And I'm just saying it's all about to spill out right now. So, and also, is there something to do with not talking about Nasara too? Or you get yes. under, uh, under threat of death too, right? Nasara totally changes the lay of the land because, you know, it goes into the realm of reformations, reparations, and I bring it back to 40 Acres and the Mule, which is the Burgervain project that Abe Lincoln started. He was a Rothschild. His wife was the one that killed him, along with a few other folks in the Rothschilds, and this is the ongoing war between the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the descendants of these ancient Folks called Anki and then Lil and the Anunnaki, like Ethan and Michaela talk about. And this has to come out here and now 
because it all goes back to this original story. This is the issue in the Middle East. Mr. Yahoo and our lovely holographic president, Joe Biden, don't want to talk about the original story, which is about the Tigris-Euphrates River, the cradle of civilization. There are technologies still and yet. Greg Braden talks about them a little bit. There is stuff in Israel that are, they're scientists, they're historians, archaeologists, if they spilled the beans, like Dr. Greer talks about, we don't need cars. We, you know, have a shuttlecraft like George Jetson. It's that simple. Right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Who's right? got a shuttlecraft right now? <laughs> George Jetson. <laughs> I'm just saying that it is that real, yet we're watching genocide going on in Gaza because of these issues that have to do with hate and division and consciousness that wants to keep things with blinders on that if you're white, you're okay. If you're any other color than white, forget it. And I don't mean to get harsh, but that is what is being said by people that really are seeing on the ground what's going on in Israel. It's and Gaza, and they, it's not a pretty sight. I mean, I have cried oceans of tears in the last week about this, and I'm not, it's, it's very big because it is about the lack of wisdom that we haven't been given. And, um, what they've kept from us. As we can tune into ourselves in this body, and there's a little story I printed out for you from the family of Tigetta, or some of the Pleiadian folks. There are energies, or I call them organic technologies within our body that can change our cellular molecular structure with the single thought. And it, it is, um, I guess I can read this. It's quite short. It's um, these, these um, beings, if you will, they're called the Laka and your immune system. Beloved friends of light, throughout all waking dreams, you have enjoyed a body that functions and serves you in the most intricate ways indeed. The body is alive with consciousness in every cell. Every cell looks like a universe out there, spinning galaxies as within as without. The immune system works on your behalf in every moment. That's why they don't, you know, you don't want to get the, um, that stuff with the graph, graphene oxide in it. 
and there's too many stories to go into that. Uh, 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 Mr. Weiner, what's his name? Reiner Fulmick talked about that. Yeah, yet there is much more to the method of your protection. You might want to buckle up now. Indeed, this might be the strangest ride of your life. Breathe deeply and smile. (laughs) As you understand that there is a sacred intelligence that operates within every fiber of your being, know in truth, maintaining stasis throughout the gastrointestinal tract as well as preventing dis-ease if you could observe these tiny moving life forms, you would understand that their purpose is to serve you. Many humans scrub their faces and bodies with soap and products that remove barriers of protection. There is a need and function for millions of microbes that live on your skin and within the body. The immune system is alive as actions begin begins immediately with the entrance of any antigen or foreign protein, like a little group that rushes to the area. Consider them to be friends that are unseen. What about other tiny friends? What if I told you that there are small beings of light that are with you as you remain informed? Would you like to know more? Can you open your mind and remember these beings that move quickly to repair and heal organs, skin, bones, and problems of circulation? Indeed. You arrived with a host of small beings that only serve you while in form, meaning this temple, this body. The flock, F-L-A-C-A-H, flock, are tiny ethereal beings that were created by God, source, as part of the intricate system that would be necessary for bodies to thrive on Earth and other planets of duality. These mighty helpers are necessary for those that do not circulate light as beings of oneness and joy. Their looks are similar to fairies with more of an ethereal look. As they move quickly and reassemble vapor or smoke to see seers and mystics, their color is pale white, and within these tiny forms there lives the power of spirit. The function and operation of Hlaka is the same as the immune system in that microbes or any dysfunction of barrier is addressed quickly on your behalf. They also resonate in a frequency that is controlled by your own emotions, intention, thoughts, and commands. 
in truth, you have an ongoing relationship with these beings of spirit. As we have shared in many communications, your thoughts are shaping and creating your lives. Knowing this will allow you to understand that many maladies are part of a soul plan, while other issues can be eradicated by your intention and assistance from Laka. As you speak and command with belief that your bones are strong, your hair is healthy, your liver is cleansed, your circulation is clear, and so on. What is not seen to human eyes are these tiny, magnificent beings that have the ability to change sizes from three inches tall to the size of bacteria. They flow through human tissues as their frequency allows healing and comfort. Seers can observe the flaca as they <coughs> excuse me as they smooth skin with tiny arms and hands of moving energy. They open backs of humans in another frequency and perform alignments. They maneuver through the body and move clots for those facing dangers like blood clots. They serve you in light with commands from your soul. Yet for your care with knowledge in your personal and story understanding in truth that you are able to command in real time the actions and outcomes of your body state. How magnificent you are, how loved you are in spirit. Nothing was left out by the one creator of life to comfort and assist you on your journey of life while living on your star of origin. The body is perfect with no dis-ease or death. The flaca are a sacred design to assist you while visiting Earth. There are friends of love within all life around you. En ik I love you. So, Laka. <laughs> and um, I guess I'll read our update now. Thank you, Rama. That was very informative. Yeah. Rama? Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you know that in the, in the middle 80s in Canada, a doctor from France who was living in Quebec developed a special microscope that could see inside the blood. These little things called somatids. And these oh. were, just like you said, they were beings of light that lived inside your blood and reacted to your consciousness. Yeah. And and people, people they would freak out <laughs> if they took a scanning electron microscope and took a square inch of your skin and looked on it. There's 50,000 different kinds of organisms that live on your skin that their only job is to clean your skin from all the things that are in the air that we can't see that land on us when we go traveling. Yep. And Mr. Kesh has talked many times about the power of the soul to change the form of your body. 
If you're visiting in the mountains of China and you feel out of place, change your skin and outlook to look like the people of the area that you're in. You can do it. And if you concentrate hard enough, you'll be able to pick up on the energies of the people and learn the language within a few minutes. That's the capabilities that we have. And we've been stifled for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. What's happening in alternative social media now is there's films coming out of things they've discovered, old black and white photographs of Antarctica and all sorts of stuff. And the most fun I laughed at one was it was a commercial from an electric car company in the 20s. Our car can go 1,200 miles on a charge. At one time in the 20s, there was 100 electric car companies. Now, this car that went 1,200 miles, it only went 10 miles an hour, Hmm. but it could go 1,200 miles. And look at the modern things. GM, Ford, they're all stopping building the electric vehicles because no one's buying them. Because a man in California, he went to a charging station and he figured out, he was an engineer, and he tapped all the lines and figured out how much energy was being used to charge his big Ford truck. He said, the energy that's used to charge my truck for six hours can run 120 homes. Oh, my. The energy to create, to keep those generators going. So, folks, like you said earlier, back. What about the flying saucers and the fly, the, the the stories of the of the magic carpets? They're all true. They're not fairy tales. They're all true. Yeah. And what about that thing in India where the soldiers discovered a flying device, and then the soldiers were gone? Yeah. The device protected the energy and just took them into another dimension didn't kill anything because that when you understand nature and you understand how things work and you really understand this when you look in a microscope for a long time, nothing dies. It only changes from one form into another. That's all it does. I pass the talking stick. <laughs> okay. Um, so this starts out on uh, 25th. Which was last Friday. Yeah. yeah. I listened to Medea Benjamin on Living on the Edge radio show at 11 this morning. She said to everyone, Israel, meaning Prime Minister Netanyahu, yet and still is not playing with a full deck. The right-wing government of Israel wants to Remove all Palestinians. At this point, Ashtar said in my ear, Lord Rama, that is not on the menu. (laughs) A new phase is beginning, and that is the fifth dimension beginning now. Stay in the high heart. Leave the matrix alone. Satnam Namaste blazed by the fire. And this is Monday, His Holiness. If you can at least be warm-hearted, you'll reap great benefits. You'll have friends. Your children will grow up to be kind people. 
which is the proper way to build a happier society and a happy life. And this is Monday. I went up the mountain of the Santa Fe Ski Basin about one-third of the way, just above 10,000 waves, hot springs, at 10.50 this morning. There I created a Jedi Council when Rosa from Palestine showed up, along with one of the Sasquatch people, who was about 12 feet tall. They said to me, Lord Rama, Hamas has released 20 more hostages, and Israel is supposed to release many more Palestinian prisoners from their prisons today, all women and children, most of whom were never charged. Hamas is asking for a two-day extension of the ceasefire in exchange for more time to release more hostages from their side and for Israel to release more Palestinian prisoners from their prisons. And it's gone on for seven days now. And let us pray. Blaze violet fire. Pray peace. That's what I could say. Rosa continued, Lord Mama, the starships are everywhere in the skies over here in Palestine. We are very close to a breakthrough of full disclosure. The media can no longer hide from the people. The presence of our galactic brothers and sisters among us. Please place all of this in the circle of support and blaze the violet fire. Satnam Namaste. And, um, this is Tuesday. I received a text message from the King of Swords at 11.35 this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, the sun has developed a massive new coronal hole in it. By Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there will be solar flares headed towards Mother Gaia's outer atmosphere that will knock your socks off. As a result, there will be huge aurora borealises visible to the naked eye in the western part of the northern hemisphere, starting in the Arctic Circle with some Auroras visible as far south in Wyoming skies in the United States. Meanwhile, the part of the matrix that still exists are going down faster and faster each day. For those who are pursuing higher consciousness, the fifth dimension can be seen, felt, and experienced multidimensionally in all its wonder and glory. The time has come where the great mother goddess and a few of her cohorts are being seen in our skies around the world. The King of Swords continued. There is a very high concentration of galactic fleets over the Middle East, Ukraine, and Russia. And there are different colored dragons showing up between North and South Korea, 
there's been this issue going on with North and South Korea currently and Mr. Kim's sister over there in North Korea basically put out some kind of weird statement today. I saw in the news that she never wants to speak to the United States ever again. Who doesn't? Mr. Kim's sister, who supposedly has taken over the reins of North Korea, and he's gone into the background, whatever that means. And they supposedly have sent up a satellite that's in orbit. I don't know if it you know, I can't say yay or nay, but they are playing with missiles that are going over the Sea of Japan, and this is all our deep state and place the violent fire. Nuclear missiles. Yeah, ballistic missiles. Oh, my God. Then you said in the one of those reports that there's some special dragons yeah, there are different colored dragons showing up between North and South Korea, and they know how to use their etheric magic to neutralize these technologies of death, just like they did in Atlantis and Lemuria. <laughs> this is the time as the magic begins. It is about the return of the Mahdi, Kalki Maitreya, the Tent in initiation and incarnation of the cosmic Christ on earth as it is in heaven. Concerning your financial situation, we can say the light has won. We are calling in all the angels, masters, and teachers to help you with abundance. We are asking everyone who hears, reads these messages to help these two beloved divine messengers share the good news. We, the galactic forces of light, are very close at hand. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, grace divine fire. And this is Wednesday. Today I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat, Larry Curly Bow. And Sweet Angelique the Cat at 11.55 this morning, late this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are in an undisclosed area located near the Arctic Circle. We are observing the mass coronal ejections, solar flares and the solar winds. In the next two to three days, Mother Gaia will experience big solar flares, enormous ascension symptoms, and a general feeling of being very tired. I've been going through that. Many others have exhausted. This is all due to the high frequencies. We support you. We suggest <laughs> you drink plenty of good water. Leave the old matrix alone and embrace the loving energies coming in, pouring in. Tom continued, Lord Rama, some of these aurora borealises are going to be seen as far south as Florida. This is all due to supergalactic center sending out waves of light. 
you are going to see the dark side really go down now. We send you great blessings and love. Stay in the high heart. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the fire in this today. I received a text message from Mr. X at 12.09 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. The Climate Summit, COP28, in, in, is going on. In spite of bad press, things are getting better in terms of people becoming aware that we have to stop using fossil fuels. There has been a breakthrough. Things are getting worked out so that the countries that need money are getting it in order to build new facilities for making these renewable energy devices. For example, the arc fusion reactor is the design for a compact fusion reactor that harnesses energy by removing electrons from hydrogen atoms. This removal of electrons creates an ion plasma field, which is the ultimate source of power, not unlike our sun Sol. China and India still use coal. This has to end. As we were to trust each other, we can end the wars and collaborate with each other instead. As we have been saying over and over again for a long time, the energies continue to go as high as cosmic law will allow. Big and bigger solar flares continue to come in. There might be X-class flares coming by Saturday. They are so big, they can cause radio blackouts. They can price circuits in satellites. Please place all of this in the circle of support and place a violet fire. Satnam Namaste. See you in the light of the most radiant one. When I pass the talking stick, oh, we need to speak about our finances. Um, well, um, okay, so what do we? Um, well, we have bills. Yes. <laughs> um. We need about $23.76 to pay BBS radio. That would be good. Uh, then in terms of for the first week in November. Yeah. Me, for the first week in November. 
And then we need $277.75 for the second week of November. And then another for the another same amount for the third week in November. And then the final amount for the fourth week in November. And so that would be just... I, we were we request assistance to catch up so that BBS Radio can pay their bills. <laughs> yes, and uh, yes, I'm I'm really glad to hear that um, that the Galactics are helping uh, change this situation, mm-hmm. and that. They're walking all around, all amongst us, all over the world, and they're seeing people recognizing the light. They don't necessarily know who the person is that's from the galactic realms, but the people are listening more, and there's messengers in important positions that are just wearing a suit that look like human suit, but they're really galactics. And they're in positions of power where they can help the people to listen to them on that television place in spite of the monopolizing of what they're going to say on all those different networks. But the people are thinking more deeply from their hearts. And they're realizing that we do have to stop using fossil fuels. And that's a really big plus that the people believe that that's necessary. So then, uh, as you heard Rama say that there are technologies now that are renewable and there's money coming. Yes. That uh, can help these countries build the facilities to produce these kinds of renewable Yes. Uh, Mr. X talked about there are some scientists in the UAE who are actually working on this arc reactor. Kind of like what Tony Stark created in Iron Man and the Avengers, where it is a perpetual device that means forever producing energy just like the sun. And and these are not just comic book stories, they're real. As we tune into what the sun is actually sending to us, this is what you brought up, Randy, at the beginning, uh, about the stones and, and how their compositions are different. And it has to do with the energies of what's been going on on the planet. And if you were to try and take some of the stones from Gobeki Tepli, that place in Turkey, and, and try to crush them, you would not be able to. They, they are like the stones of Stonehenge. They are immortal. They're part of the magnetic grid system of the planet and work in combination like um what was explained to me um like Michaela and Ethan talked about that we talked about last week 
Gobeki Tepli was a giant arc reactor. That's the Taurus, you know, the the Taurus field, which is a quantum field. And when you can create that kind of energy, and they took it in the fictional stories down to the size of a device Tony Stark could put in his chest to help his heart beating after he had a experience in Afghanistan, which is all another story. Why did he have a near-death experience? He basically had a piece of shrapnel go into his heart, and they had to remove it in a cave, and then they had to create an artificial heart, and him with another Iraqi scientist, Afghani Iraqi, in, in the course of the story, they created an artificial heart for him, and he developed it li- developed it later into the arc reactor, which is a device for universal energy. Wow, what a story. What a story. I mean, these are the magical things that folks can create with consciousness. What this little story about the flaca in our blood. In a manner, I could say these are like the midichlorians, the force, the tiny little particles that make up life. And as you talk to them, they talk to you. And it's about learning how to control your emotions to the point where, I mean, sometimes I have to stop in the course of the day and just breathe. Because the news is just like, uh, holy shit, where do I go with this? <laughs> and, and it's, you know, the devastating stories of what's going on in different parts of the world. I just have to kind of sit and cry and breathe and let the waves of energy pass through me. And as I breathe, I get centered and I call upon these little beings of light to send more light to my cells, all the other cells out there that interact with each other, because this is a quantum field. As we interact with the quantum field, it's like the story, a butterfly flaps its wings in Vietnam, there is a tsunami over here <laughs> what can i say i passed the talking stick uh rama yes i'd like to ask a question that's related to what you've been saying but a, a bit of a different tack what do you guys think the passing of kissinger will do well how will it affect anything if at all i think it's a big blow to the 13 families because, you know, he took with him all kinds of stories that haven't been talked about. But yet, now that he's out of the picture, so to speak, people who interacted with him across the years of time, space-time, can come forward and maybe talk about what 
they had to go through as he was, you know, part of the picture. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I had, sorry, Tara, I had a feeling of it like um, pulling out a stone at the bottom of the wall, the actual, um, s- the, the keystone. Now you pull it out and the whole thing comes tumbling down. That could be because, you know. I don't think I heard anybody on the regular networks talk about him being a war criminal. No, they didn't. But we heard it on Amy Goodman this morning on Democracy Now! She said it. She said he's a war criminal. So that's the only network. And that's supported by the people. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. don't. They don't take anything. Uh, well, Amy's sometimes she's got to say something that's not what she wants to say because she's uh, aired on PBS and yeah. last remaining Cole brother sits on the board of PBS. So she mm-hmm. is controlled in that, in that PBS area. Mm-hmm. And while I'm asking questions about politics, when did uh, Mr. Kim's sister take over from Mr. Kim and why? And under what circumstances? How I, long ago? I don't know, but I just have been seeing more and more activity going on in North Korea where she's taking a prominent role in Mr. Kim is going into the background, whether it's a lookalike or a double or a clone or a hologram, but his sister is being promulgated as going to be the next leader or is the leader of North Korea. And she, she's a little on the crazy side where she would go so far as to push a button and, and detonate. Yeah, and then Astar would have to do some quick talking. To the, they're not going to allow them to do anything. No, no, no. But they want to scare the heaven out of everyone with that kind of stuff. That makes big storylines and money for the mainstream media. Yeah. Okay. And just having and having a portraying a woman, uh, she almost sounds like that. Um, female in that was uh calling in charge of the foreign affairs um during the time of iraq and so on there you know veronica or virginia or whatever her name was victoria remember her victoria newland that one that one yeah there's it sounds like they're trying to put somebody in 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 north korea like that Well, I would go so far as to call her Evil Lynn, like in uh, Masters of the Universe. She is not a nice lady, and she just mm-hmm. soon see you dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're t- yeah, you're talking about Mr. Kim's sister. Yeah, not- right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so would you explain again the significance of the dragons? Because that was going to be one of my questions, and you answered it, but I'd like to hear it again. The explanation. The dragons have been coming out more and more as the light energies are pouring in right now because all the elementals are coming back out into our the forefront here to interact with us. Fairies, hobbits, elves, dwarves, all the magical beings from the five elemental realms that make up 
life, your universe and everything, everything is connected, the animals, vegetables, minerals. That's why Chief Seattle says in the song, every part of this earth is sacred to our people. Mm -hmm. The dragons represent the fire energy and they are different colors. There are pink dragons, blue dragons, purple, green, all the colors is a rainbow, and they represent the various elements and energies that are positive elements to help with the balance of the planet. And right now, in that area of the planet, you know, they are trying to push the energies for a conflict and you know, the forces of light are saying, no, that is not on the menu. No nuclear war. And that is the biggest story going on between Russia, China, Korea, North and South, and the United States. I mean, it's not a good thing. They are There are nuclear aircraft carriers over there. Both China, Russia, the U.S., and, you know, things could get out of hand real quick. Yet, mm. why I keep saying, Astor's, you know, on the money. He ain't going to let anything happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm crossing my fingers at the same time, you know, Dr. Greer has told us, you know, they could end this today. Yet they want us to come with our hearts to say, peace in our time. Now we can create this with ourselves. And the King of Swords told us in those writings that peace will come to the Middle East. To the Middle East, yes. And um, he just didn't say when, Tara. <laughs> that proverbial question, that word. Yes. yes, I know. I know. I was just transcribing one of Mother's uh, mother's uh, presentations from the couple of weeks ago, and you were that you asked the when question that time. <laughs> I know. And Rama, Rama's refraining as much as she possibly can from saying that word soon. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it's a difficult word. <laughs> it is. Uh, I was going to ask if are you are you complete with asking Rama stuff? Yes, yes, I got a lot of information. Thank. I only the only thing that came to my mind was I wonder why Wales has a red dragon as a symbol of its country. It, that oh. question just popped in when you were describing dragons. Um. What I remember about that is connected with Ireland and Wales and all of those islands. It has to do with the Tuatha de Danon and the people that came from Atlantis and Lemuria to that part of the world. After. They're the they're the ones that went along, and that takes in Corn Cornwall and the Britain Brittany. In France, yeah. they're all. That's the part of that group. Yes. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, and the red dragons are some of the energy beings that came with them. Okay. <clears throat> that's why they have a, a symbol of their 
The dragon has their coat of arms or something like that. Yes, it's on their flag. The flag yeah. is green and white with a big bright red dragon. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to say, Penny, the color red, it stands for uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. So the red dragon uh, being the uh, coat of arms. Yeah, coat of that they're they're saying that we have something to do with le- leadership as a country, wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I they can sing, so that's good for as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> <laughs> that suits me down to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. And you rejoin that choir, and so ah, yes, up. yes. <laughs> um, I was going to bring up one more. It's short. I thought it was important to share uh, one more story. This is from uh, Democracy Now! Uh, from this morning. It's called This is Genocide. Attorney Raji Sarani on Israeli war crimes and fleeing Gaza after his home was bombed. And Nermeen Sheikh is interviewing him and she says, as we continue our coverage of Gaza, we are joined by Raja Surani, the award-winning human rights lawyer and director of the Gaza-based Palestinian Center for Human Rights. He's a recipient of the Right Livelihood Award and the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award. He last spoke with Raja Surani. We last spoke with Raja Surani after Israel bombed his home in Gaza City. He joins us today from Cairo, Egypt. Welcome back to Democracy Now!, Raja Sarani. As you could begin by talking about how you managed to leave Gaza and how you got to Cairo. So Raja says, well, it was very hard and very heartbreaking for me. I mean, to leave Gaza. I mean, the place I lived all my life, one-way ticket in it. And that was very hard and very tough. Yet really, I mean, after I was targeted for the second time, after we talked, I was advised very strongly. I mean, not to be at that place and to leave the north, northern of Gaza. He speaks a different language, so he's using the English language a little bit differently than he would. And I left with my family, who didn't want to leave me alone. I mean, so we left together to the south for a few days. And thanks for the for the help of great friends, I mean, who managed to get me there. Because in two previous attempts, it was mission impossible. When tens of people die, either on the beach road or at Salah al-Din Street in front of our eyes, when the Israelis shot and bombed, I mean people who were advised to leave to the safe haven of the in the south, But that wasn't, I mean, the case. So I managed to leave to the south 
finally, on my third attempt. And, I mean, we're thinking about the Middle East. He's telling a really important story here. And from there, I managed to move to Egypt. There was, I mean, quite a lot of friends who wanted, in a way, the voice, I mean, of Gaza, the voice of the voiceless, about the horrendous genocide taking place. And then there's a word that's in all, at some place inaudible, to be reported to the outside world. And there is quite a lot of things to do with the International Criminal Court, which greatly disappointing us. And there's quite a lot of work to do with the International Court of Justice. And there is quite a lot of work to talk, speak to power in European countries about this new Nakba, which is in process, and Israel creating it. And to stop their complicity, their absolute political, legal, military support for belligerent criminal occupation, who's doing suicide, genocide, at the daylight, who's doing ethnic cleansing, war crimes, broadcasted there live at the real time. But it seems deep in their mind and hearts, the colonial racist Western governments don't want to see, don't want to know. And they are insisting, I mean, in supporting blindly the Israeli belligerent occupation in the crimes they are doing in Gaza and the occupied territories at large. This is really important. No other network's saying these things. So then Amy goes on. She says, Raja, if you could look straight into the camera lens as we speak to you now in Cairo. Thank God you are okay. When we were speaking to you the day after your house was bombed, you described your son moving you and your beloved wife from one room saying, let's, let's going into the, let's go into the hallway. And then the place was destroyed. As you could say in more detail, what it was like to make your way north to south, what you saw along the way. <clears throat> we also had reports that those who wanted to return to their homes north, so much of the bombing, it may surprise people, is happening actually in the south where people are directed to go before the ceasefire. Mm -hmm. It is true that people were shot trying to go home in the north. Is that true? Yeah. The Israeli military had said, don't do this. So then Raji responds. He says, well, we have to understand the context, the context of what the Israelis really want. In simple words, Prime Minister Netanyahu the criminal Netanyahu, said in simple words, Gazans, quote, Gazans should leave Gaza, unquote. He said, 
Gaza should be deserted, quote unquote. And the Minister of Defense, Gallant, in a clear, simple way, he said, quote, for Gazans, there will be no food, no electricity, no fuel, unquote. And so, what does that mean? I mean, if you say Gazans should leave Gaza to go where to? It is obvious and clear. If you are starving and cutting electricity, food, medicine, you are bombing shelters, hospitals, ambulances. If you are killing hundreds of entire families, I mean, being erased. If you are bombing bakeries, if you are bombing water infrastructure and desalination plants, if you are, you know, bluffing, I mean, the entire streets in the Gaza, if you are not allowing people even to reach a hospital, if you bomb the civil defense system and the people who are working on it, what do you want from that? If you make no safe haven in entire Gaza, what's the purpose of that? They want to push the south, the north to the south. This is the first stage. And they pushed many, as a million people, I mean, to the south. Gaza already one of the most densely populated areas on earth. And they pushed them while Gaza suffers 17 years of blockade. Mm. Suffocated the life socioeconomically passed through five wars against them. And in the eye of the storm, the civilian and civilian targets. And now you are doing all that. You are killing almost 30,000 people. That's a bigger number than anybody on the regular networks are saying. Mm -hmm. And so you are killing almost 30,000 people because many, many, Amy, still, I mean, under the rubbles, many still under their destroyed houses and civil defense unable to recover. You are talking about thousands of people. You are talking about thousands of people in the streets in some areas nobody can get to. Mm -hmm. The rationale, the behavior of the Israeli guidelines the outcome of this pushing people to the south and then from the south towards Sinai. That's a new Nakba. As simple as that. They want us out, out of Palestine, out of Gaza, out of the West Bank. This is, I mean, the ultimate goal, Amy, for the Israeli government and this coalition of Netanyahu and the right wing the basis of their governmental agreement, the coalition agreement to do that. This was said at day one of this war, of this genocide war. And I think yet the Israelis so determined, so willing, and they want to do that. They want to do that. They finished. I mean, the first stage. And now they want to go to the second stage. And after they finish up with Gaza, 
it won't be a new brand of apartheid in East Jerusalem and West Bank. They will do the same. I mean, there. So what was lack of their what was lack of their plan in 1948 in the Nakba, the first one? They want to implement it completely now. So Eretz Yisrael would be clean. And they will have the purity of the Jewish state. And by that, they will accomplish, I mean, their mission. This is simple, clear for any any who want to see beyond the details. This is really what Israel wants to do. And that's why we call it, from the second day, this is genocide. This is ethnic cleansing. And these are first-class war crimes. It is against ABC of international law, international humanitarian law. And it is against Geneva Convention. It is against Rome statutes. And we see from the wall-to-wall support by many European countries doing that willingly and giving full legal, political, and military support for the state of Israel plus the United States. Amy goes on, Raja, as you talk about international law, can you make that comparison between criminal court opening and investigation, especially against children? I think there were something against what happened to the children. 500 children have died in Ukraine over almost two years, up to a 1,000 dead or maimed. And you compare it to the few weeks of the bombardment of Gaza, 5,000 to 6,000 children alone are dead. Over 15,000 people dead. And he mentioned earlier, it's more like 30,000. They just can't get to those people. What do you want Kareem Khan to do? Kareem Khan to do? And finally, and we just have a few minutes. Right now, Blinken just met with Muhammad Abbas. Muhammad Abbas, excuse me. Mahmoud Abbas. (laughs) He just met with Herzog on his like fourth trip to the Middle East. And the United States is pushing hard to give more weapons aid to Israel. Your response to that? What do you want Biden to say to Netanyahu? And how much power does he have? Raji says, I don't think yet there is decision by the United States to stop what is going on. They can simply stop all these crimes. We are bombed with F-35s, F-16s, the American tanks, the American artillery, the American ammunition. We are killed with that. With some small amount of European arms, with some small amount of European arms. Now, if the United States wants to stop that, they can do that. And they can do that simply, yet they, but yet they are supporting Amy 
really what Israel is doing. And as we are talking about the next stage that attends. Uh, hello? Okay, so Amy says, we can hear you fine. Just if you can just look up into the camera, we see you. Ah, we may have just lost Raji Sarani. Raji Sarani is the world-renowned, award-winning human rights attorney. Won the RFK, Robert F. Kennedy Award. Won the Right Livelihood Award. Has lived in Gaza for decades, speaking to us from Cairo, Egypt. He just got out of Gaza. His home was bombed with his wife and his son and him in it. Next up. Okay, so that's the end of that piece. Thank you for letting me share that. Um, There's one last thing. I know we got to go. I just wanted to say Rama printed this out. It's about uh, the squad. It's called APAC. APAC stands for the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. It is planning to spend $100 million of taxpayer money to remove the squad from Congress next year. Everybody's up for re-election in November of 2024. So they're they're planning to use $100 million of the United States people's tax money to do this uh, and put up, I guess, ads on the Internet to try are 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 on TV too, anywhere they can to try to get them to tell stories that aren't true. And I'm just going to mention their names: Rashida Talib. She's from Michigan, and she's Palestinian. Ilhan Omar is from Minnesota, and she's from Somalia in Africa. She was. Saved, her life was saved along with her family and many, I don't know how many people, uh, food was brought to them and they were given tents to live in in places until she could come to the United States. And then Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's from Puerto Rico, so she's Puerto Rican. And then Ayana Presley is the fourth member of the squad, and she's from Massachusetts, right? Mm-hmm. And she lost her hair from some kind of a situation mm-hmm. with her health. That is, a lot of people don't have any hair on their head, and that's the same thing she got. But uh, all of these people are people of color. All of these people are very progressive people. So there's a uh, a request, and I guess you can put this up on, you send it to Penny, right? Mm-hmm. To make a donation so that these people do not get uh, you misinformed about by using $100 million of people's tax funds to do it on the media. Thank you, everyone. As I guess we said a lot of things. Did Omina go to bed already?
no, there's no money in the GoFundMe account anymore. All gone, everybody. All right. So Yes, she is gone. You better call in Don for the music. All right. Commander Don. There he is. He's ready. All yeah. right. All right, Penny. I know it's going to be a good piece of music. So <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you, Penny, for all of you, all that you do and be, especially with music. You are our music maestro <laughs> tonight. So, okay, Don, I'm going to pass the talking. Good night, all. Thank you. Thank you. Be well, Randy. All right. Namaste. Listen to this.